Creating in the Cracks, a writer and illustrator, mothers who create art and children, sharing anecdotes, advice and support in the crazy world of artistry and motherhood. Sarah is a writer of historical fiction and mother of four young children. She lives in the Macedon Ranges, Victoria. Lessie is an illustrator who writes on the side, living in the Blue Mountains with her husband, four kids and her cat. Welcome to episode one. I'm Leslie and I am here with Sarah. How was your week, Sarah? Oh, it has been cold. Very cold. Yes, Which winter is definitely here. Yes. <laughs> um, it, oh, today was our first day of sunshine amidst the cold and it was still freezing. Oh. We had an expedition yep. to the library and the children insisted we walk. I thought, oh, well, at least they'll sleep. <laughs> <laughs> So we walked downtown to the library <laughs> and it was shut. Oh. And I'm looking at these frozen little faces and they're like, what do you mean it's shut? <laughs> I don't know why it's shut. Like, Can oh. we get a hot chocolate before we get home? So I think that's a good idea, even though I was annoyed at having to do that because we had hot chocolates ready to go at home. We had morning tea chocolate cake. I was like, I don't want to spend oh. money on hot chocolates right now. But anyway... So then we wandered down to the cafe, which was also shut. I've clearly what? never gone downtown on a Wednesday before. Why has it been shut on a Wednesday? I don't know. Anyway, so we walked home in the freezing cold. I stopped at the florist to buy the world's most expensive block of chocolate. <laughs> and I bribed them one square at a time. I said, if you can walk this whole block without whinging, you get a square. So that's how we got home. That's my week. <laughs> I think that is, yeah, yeah. And isn't it always the most expensive block when you need it the yeah. most? It was $12. I hope it was tasty. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> did it alleviate the whinging at least? It did. It, $12 for silence, you know. <laughs> Small price oh. to pay. But I can't complain too much because I've actually had quite a fabulous week. My... um. Mother has been here last week looking after my children and we went down to my grandma's. Oh, yes. And then my sisters were all here on the weekend and my mother-in-law's got two of the kids tonight. So I've had it pretty easy in their parenting stakes this week. How's your week been? My week? Um, well, it's school holidays, so everyone is at home all the time, um, which is good. Um, today's the quote of the day was my oldest and that was um, something I don't even know how it came out but um, it was that's all right silly old crazy mum (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) doing well in the compliments department Um, but having said that we came off the back of celebrating um, my husband's birthday which was really really good um, except that we had family over and the, the family was the good part. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, family. <laughs> sorry, family. <laughs> no. The not so good part was the cheap cider that we had. Oh. It was very cheap and nasty. Um, so mm. we had to um, attempt to reassemble the house after everyone had left and, you know, feed and bathe yeah. and put everyone to bed and And, all the rest of it. Under the influence of cheap cider. (laughs) 
So that wasn't that much fun. But today um, I finally said yes to um, a dear friend's offer to mind my children while I did um, – today it was grocery shopping. Oh, well um, done, you. Yes, I said yes. I said yes, I did it. And it was really worth it. And she's just lovely. She always offers. Um, and because it's, it's school holidays, she had her kids too. So the kids had an absolute blast. And I got to do shopping by myself. Mm. So that was really, really cool. Kicking goals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> so I'm feeling very rested this afternoon. <laughs> and the pantry's full. Double bonus. And the pantry's food. full. Full. Everyone is full. The pantry is full. My children are full. And asleep. And asleep. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, but let's see, since this is the first podcast, we should probably introduce ourselves a little bit more and mm. tell people where we're at in our artistry careers. Absolutely. And our motherhood careers. Yeah, that too. That's, <laughs> yep. It's after so... nine o'clock. We're not mothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been that's been switched off for at least the next couple of hours. Um, yeah. So, how did you get into writing? Where are you at with your writing? And what's your favourite thing about it? Well, writing is something that I've always done. Um, I lived in the middle of absolutely nowhere growing up and so we had a very limited supply of books. We had the mobile library and we maxed out our card and all my siblings' cards every week. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it was a small rural library so we were often rereading the same books. So I'd, you know, mm. I'd write my own stories to fill in the gaps. And, you know, I was the kid in English class when they say, write 500-word creative piece and I'd come back with a 22-page 22 chapter novel. <laughs> um, be super excited about it. So it's something I've always done but never thought of as something that I could I could do as an adult until yeah. Yeah. Um, until my last year of uni. I did a science degree and I just got a bit over the science and wanted a creative outlet and had this idea ruminating in my head and thought, I'm just going to write it down, you know, I'll spend a year tinkering with it, then I'll send it off and I'm sure someone will publish it. <laughs> Every writer's famous last words. Yeah, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> um, but I had stayed true to that story and um, I learnt a lot on the way. And But what really got me going was when I moved up to New South Wales, um, to the Blue mm. Mountains, where I met you, dear Lassie, um, yes. I joined the New South Wales Writers' Centre and just got a little bit more involved in the world of writers and writing in the industry and worked out what actually needs to be done. So I've spent probably four years seriously working away towards mm. publication. and um, Gee, it's I, been four years already. Yeah, because I had a six, one little six-month-old at that time. That's when yeah. things were possible. I remember. She was tiny. And now I've got three, nearly four children. I'm sort of ready to have my fourth baby any day now. So um, writing well, truly baked. has slowed up a bit. But that yeah. first story, the first draft has been written mm. probably I've done about three first drafts but that's been done and submitted to a first draft manuscript prize and I'm letting that incubate for a while I sent it to a friend who's a 
um, published romance author and she gave me some great feedback on it, which I'll mm. um, awesome. get back to after it's had a bit of a rest. And yeah. um, I'm working on the second novel at the moment. It's brilliant. Mm. But what about you? Yeah. Tell us about your artistry. About my artistry. Well, yeah, again, um, like it's always been something that I've done um, in lots of different forms. Um, I think, uh, yeah, ever since I was little, but certainly my high school art teacher was really, really key in helping to nurture um, my creativity uh, more seriously. Um, I did dabble in a degree of visual arts at Sydney College of the Arts for a while. Um, but that's, I, I wasn't happy there, um, so I left that. And then I did some life stuff, married, children, you know, that kind of thing. Got a cat. Um, we got a cat. Well, that, yeah, we got a cat that was somewhere in there. Um, and, yeah, then I started, so after my second baby, I started studying graphic design by correspondence, um, which was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. And I then did a unit on illustration and book design. And when I did that unit, which was actually quite short, I sort of thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. Um, that's, that's what I've been always doing, but that's, that's it. Like I'd never, it had never occurred to me in such a structured way. Um, and that actual people could do it. Yeah, that it was an actual job on its own. Yeah. It, it just never occurred to me, not that. It's for mythical beings only. Yeah, you know, that real people do that. Uh, so, yeah, but then providentially you were starting off on writing and um, I had actually just started thinking, oh, how can I actually get into this and thought, oh, yeah, you know, I'll draw a few pictures and I'll send them off and, and I'll be right. Um, and anyway, um, then we got chatting and discovered that we were both creative. This was after we'd known each other for about a year, I think. I think there was about two, two extra <laughs> babies in there <laughs> between yeah, us. Yeah, there was because it, it was just after my third. So this and my is now second. <laughs> a couple of years later. Um, but, yeah, so then um, it was really good because you had already started to get involved with New South Wales writers. Um, and so then that put me in touch with some, you know, obviously really major um, resources like Squibby and that's the Society for Children's Books Writers and Illustrators. Um, I also stumbled upon Girl and Duck and the Duck Pond, which is Jen Storer's um, brainchild. Um, really beautiful community. I'd recommend that to anyone um, at girlanddock.com. Um, that is not sponsored. No. And... I mean, if anyone wants to sponsor us, go nuts. <laughs> so far. Yeah. 
so and then since then it's just been yeah playing around making a mess um experimenting developing my portfolio um i've done lots of freelance commission work um beautiful freelance commission work thank you and yeah that's kind of where we're at yeah so having said that what are you working on right now right now well what's your goal for this week uh goal for this week um i have a few commissions that i need to start because i just finished the last one that i spoke to you about last time we spoke so that's done so i've got a few more to start um I have drafted a couple of new portfolio pieces and need to sort of get a bit more structured about them um, because I'm sort of going into submission mode um, for the second half of this year. Um, I'd really like to get cracking on submitting a lot more. So um, I'm going to do just a series of actions and a series of expressions for a couple of characters that I've been developing for a couple of years now. Um, So that's probably the goal is just get a bit more serious about the ones I've drafted and keep poddling along with my commissions. Um, And yeah, where are you up to this week while you're baking? Are you resting? Um, What are you doing? Resting's a bit boring because I can't get comfortable. Yes. Um. (laughs) Although, um, yeah, a new novel I've ordered has just turned into the bookshop, so I'll be resting once I get my oh, hands on yes. that. I yes, I saw your post about that. Yes, but um, yeah. more on more on Ella later. But um, so this week, so I'm working away on novel number two, which I'm planning to submit to um, the Queensland Writers Centre. Have paired up with Hachette Australia, one of the big oh, brilliant. I think it's big four in Australia. Maybe yeah, they've been really helpful. Yeah, really encouraging of emerging writers or new writers, which is code for people who like writing who haven't been published and don't yeah. really know what they're doing. <laughs> um, and they've got a manuscript development prize open and it's one that you do have to pay for. So it's a $55 entry if you're not a member of a writer's centre. Mm. Um, but, I mean, the good thing is so it's expensive but the good thing about the paid ones is less people enter them so the pool's smaller that's true you've got more of a yeah so I'd like to enter my second novel to that because all you need to do is have the first 50 pages okay and then a one-page synopsis of your story so you need to know what's going to happen in it Mm. um synopsis writing is quite tricky and it's quite art how's that how's that one going um good good (laughs) good good because I've actually doing something which a lot of seasoned published authors recommend and have to do as part of the way the industry works is you write the synopsis before the book is written. Mm. It's a much easier way to do it because you've only got a few big plot points that you Mm. need to work in. You just need to know A meets B, C happens, Mm. all this other stuff happens, this is how they work it out and this is how it ends. Whereas yeah. when you've written it and you've got all these subplots and themes and yeah. it's you've really hard too to much work going out on in your head. how to yeah condense that down to a page. And, oh, but what about that cute little puppy dog I included in Chapter 6 which <laughs> really doesn't have any bearing on the overall story. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Yes, so that's what I'll be doing. I'll be doing the synopsis this week and trying to get the first scene of those 50 pages written. Okay. That mm. sounds, sounds yep. good. Keep, you, keep your mind off all the discomfort. Yeah, and it's, it's, not, uh, it's just that you can't sit down comfortably, which is really annoying as a writer. <laughs> yeah. How's your so, breathing going? Can you breathe? Yes, I can breathe this week because I've spent a lot of time relaxing because mum and grandma yes, and my sisters good. and my mother-in-law have been doing all the mothering for me. That's good. So. I always disliked that last bit <laughs> you just feel like you can't quite take a full breath. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you've got mm. a human stuck in your diaphragm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very stuck. Yeah. Mm. But um, the other question for you is where have you been pulling your inspiration from this week? Oh, this week. Last week, um, I put it up on my Instagram. I absolutely inhaled this book by Jennifer Fulweiler um, called One Beautiful Dream. It's a short memoir about her having six kids in eight years um, and also being a writer. Um, I'm not surprised it's short <laughs> I probably doesn't have much time. <laughs> um, but it's brilliant. She has the best sense of humour, just a really, really good sense of humour. Um, but ultimately um, what the, there's a couple of things in it. Um, she's – so there is a, a big faith factor. But um, – if that's not to your taste, it, it's really, you can read it anyway because the big thing that she's about in this book as well is that, you know, she calls it finding your blue flame, which is the thing that um, you love to do that's just sort of always been there, part of who you are, but that you love to do. So for her it was writing, for you it's writing, for me it's illustrating, a little bit of writing in there somewhere, but... Um, and just how bringing your sort of having a whole vision, bringing your family into that, and how it can all work together, and um, it's just done so humorously that I, you know, my face is cracking by the end of it. But um, yeah, really, um, it's really had a big impact on me, and just um, confirmed a lot of things that I'd been thinking for a while, but just in a way that is really approachable. Um, yeah, I think one of the other things I loved about it was she talked about how being so busy um, makes you use your time really well. And yes. also, um, yeah, so you sort of end up, because you're forced to, you have to cull a lot of stuff that you just don't have time for. Um, which is good, uh, makes you very efficient. Um, but mm. also that everything else you're doing informs your creativity. So um, it makes it better because you don't have enough time or because, you know, one of your kids did something crazy that would never have occurred to you if you didn't have that child or... Um, that family member or, or whatever. Um, yeah, so just how one feeds the other and, and that's really 
a beautiful thing. So that's just been great. It's been really, really good. Yeah, I keep telling everyone about it. (laughs) Of that book and Jennifer's details in the show notes because you're the second creative mum that's recommended that to me and they come with gushing recommendations. I've been just like telling everyone, you've got to read this book. (laughs) So it's, um, yeah, it's well worth it. Yeah. It's well worth it. Yeah, awesome. Um, yes. So. Yeah, that's... I've been following her book release tour on Instagram, actually, and she is a crack up. She is. She took her whole um... family with her, took all the kids. <laughs> that's Traipsed them all around America. Releasing <laughs> <laughs> this book. There's pictures of them passed out all over these tiny hotel rooms. <laughs> oh, dear. that that fits well with this particular one I have to say it would make that book tour much more um uh it'd be like touching the people that are are in the book so it's it's cool yeah that's really cool well (sighs) I've been filling my creative well from one particular author this week um her name's Ella Carey she's Melbourne author and she writes historical fiction. I actually met her at a historical fiction conference last year mm. and um, she gave me a bit of encouragement about my manuscript and letting it, advice about letting it rest, which is really nice. And um, she's very humble and she didn't talk much about her books and she sort of mentioned, oh, I'm not published in Australia, I'm published in America and talked a little bit how that, that was a bit tricky from a business yeah. side of things. Um Anyway, so, you know, we did the whole social media contact thing. Mm. But because she's got an American audience, she didn't pop up in my feed. And I forgot her name. And it took me a year oh, no. <laughs> to find her again because I really wanted to read her books. And they are fabulous. They're, um, they're similar to what I'm trying to do in that they're dual timelines and a lot of Which the... Which I love, by the way. Yeah, I, something that... Um, I wasn't sure how I would feel writing it, but it is quite fun to write because um, mm. you get to have four main characters instead of two main characters. Um, yeah. And her older timelines often centre on the Second World War, which is where both of mine do at the moment. Mm. Um, and it's just been, she does it so beautifully and the romances are really sweet and she's just shown me how elegantly and simply it can be done because before this my biggest inspiration was Kate Morton but that's a little bit like yeah you know <laughs> trying Kate to paint, Morton. paint this <laughs> detail <laughs> it's just like, yes it's a bit daunting um and anxiety inducing yeah and Ella has that same beauty of phrase and intricacy of story but just really paired back and um, which is not generally a phrase I like actually in writing because paired back usually means you know, it's harsh and edgy, but it's not. It's just a story is paired back to its essence and that's probably what I need to learn more about. So it's been... Just really getting to the authentic core of the story. Yeah, and so the character is much stronger because of it. And I've just been mm. loving them. I've been inhaling her books. I ordered two of them and she had a new release in July called The Things We Don't Say and I got a phone call from my poor harassed bookseller who I've been calling <laughs> to say, when's my book coming in? He's like, oh, it's coming from America. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, oh. thanks, Woody. He called me today to say it's in. So <laughs> we'll go pick that Thank up you, for the Woody. weekend. Thank you, Woody. You've made her week. Yep. 
So I'm not sure who's looking after my children this weekend, but that's what I'll be doing, reading that book. (laughs) (laughs) If you can get comfortable. Yeah, I'll Uh, read it standing up over the kitchen bench (laughs) where I do everything these days. Yes, yes, the good old kitchen bench. So last question for the podcast, I see. Yep. To leave us all on an educational note, what have you learnt this week? That Copic Mechanical – no, not Copic Mechanical, sorry. Copical (laughs) – it's it's late, okay? It's late. (laughs) She's learnt something she can't enunciate. (laughs) Copic Multiliners are awesome. They are – So is that a brand? It's a brand. So Copic is a brand. Um, They make – um, markers primarily um, that have a, um, like a brush end and like a highlightery end, um, which I don't use that much. But they also do these pens, these multi-liners, um, which you can replace the cartridge, and they're amazing. I love them. Um, Is that what you did the Christmas card with today on your uh, Instagram? Yes, that is. That's that's right. Um, so one of my current works in – well, no, it's now finished. That was the commission I finished this week. Um and just the ink is waterproof, which is great because I usually work with watercolour or gouache, so I, it has to be waterproof. Um, but they've got um, really good different thicknesses, but they're just, they just they feel sturdy. So a lot of the other pens that I've gotten, they wear out really easily. Um, the good thing about the Copic Multiliner is that you can replace everything. So you can replace the nib, you can replace the ink cartridge when it runs out. So... It means that I'm not buying a whole new pen every single time, which is going to be brilliant. Excellent. Um, Yes. So that's my discovery for the week and I'm thrilled. (laughs) It sounds like fun. I don't entirely understand all the technicalities of it, but it does sound like fun. (laughs) (laughs) New art supplies. They're the best. Yeah. Um, And what about you? What's your... Well, mine's not really... so much writing related it's just a little bit of interesting information about writing so in the research for the new book I'm writing um Mm. I've stolen one of my husband's books called Spy Catcher um that my mum actually found at an op shop for him and there's this little note in the front so Spy Catcher is written by someone whose name I haven't written down but I'll put in the show notes but he used to be one of the directors of MI5 for about 25 years and he's written this memoir. Wow. And that's not really cool if you've been a spy to write memoirs, I don't think. No, probably not, but it's cool to me who's not a spy. <laughs> so they tried to suppress it um, in the UK and he had this note in the front saying, thanks to my Australian lawyer Malcolm Turnbull for getting oh, this published. No so way. there we go. Our no Prime Minister, way. Mally T., out there doing his bit for literature, <laughs> publishing restricted biographies. <laughs> that is um, awesome. Yeah, I don't. I should check when it was published. Actually, I think so. This guy finished up in the seventies, so it was probably published in the eighties. I think it was Margaret Thatcher that that's he was really saying cool. was working against him. So that's the eighties, yeah. isn't it? Seventies, uh, eighties. Yes, 80s. it is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. No, yep. Yeah, Cold War, Margaret Thatcher. Yep. Yeah, yeah so that's that what I learned. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. You'll have to um, post that out on Twitter. Yeah, I should tweet him. <laughs> this week's read is courtesy of our Prime Minister. <laughs> our Prime Minister. 
That is awesome. You might have to put that in your in your inscription on the inside of your novel when it gets published. Oh, well, if he wants to pull some strings and get me published, I'm okay with that. Um, so um, the good thing about Lessie being an illustrator is that her social media is so much fun to watch. So, Les, if we're going to yes. find you on social media and work out what all these mysterious um, designs are that you talk about and instruments, mm. how do we do that? Um, Instagram, ag underscore Doyle, um, which we'll put in the show notes too. Um, I'm also over on Facebook as well, um, Alessandra G. Doyle. It's my full name. Lessie is short for Alessandra for those who haven't caught on to that one. Um, yes, uh, so it's all there and lots of fun. Um, and can we find that new amazing title of um, Ella Carey's on your Insta? Oh, you will be out of this weekend. Um, yeah. I don't have it yet. But, yeah, so my Instagram, I'm on Insta mostly as well. I am on mm. Facebook but I sort of float in and out of Facebook and Twitter. So I'm sarahfiddlers.com. Is, yeah. Oh, that's my website. Um, check the show obviously. notes. Um, but my Instagram is at Sarah Fiddlers. But, yeah, check yeah. the show notes so you can work out how yeah. to spell my name. Yes, yeah, I was so just my, about to say that. <laughs> yeah, come over to my Insta for my latest book reads and pictures of my computer cluttered in amongst my kitchen bench and all the jobs I should be doing while I'm writing. And small people's hands. Small people's hands. Floating in and out of photos. Yep. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, that's good fun. All right, well, thanks for listening to our first ever episode of Creating in the Cracks. We will endeavour to talk to you next week. It took us about three tries to (laughs) find this crack to create (laughs) this podcast in this week. Yeah. So if everyone's emotions are on track and everyone's stars and moons are aligned, we will chat to you all next week. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all then. Thanks, Sarah. Chat to you soon. Bye.